Welcome to my live stream. Today I'm going to be talking about five ways to make it harder for you to worry about anything. I'm your host, Chad Hostack, coming in with a good word. I hope that the worst is all behind you. This isn't just a live stream, this is a podcast episode, a live podcast episode. I've never done that before. But I got my talking points here, and I will, in the future, once I have a 4K camera, do a more complicated, cool production video of this same thing. But, you know, these are things that people have been asking me about in my personal life and work life. And I also want to, um, I just want to put it on the podcast. But, you know, why not do a live stream for it? Anyway, we're going to be going from five to one. So, number five, pursue excellence. You see, excellence is when you excel. When you do one thing exceptionally well or multiple. And there's three key areas of health according to the wellness model. Or the three that I think are most valuable in the wellness model. Mental health, physical health, financial health. Every day, do things that will make you a better person mentally, physically, and financially. Because once you're working on your mental health, you know, you're trying to have a better attitude about life. You know, you show up. Maybe you show up late, but you showed up. And you're willing to put the work in wherever you show up. Could be at your job. Could be within your relationships that you want to work on. It could be a hobby, a study. Could be a project you're doing, you know but you're not in a good headspace, but you know, attitude is everything. Attitude is the ultimate mechanism of our headspace, in my opinion. And so when we adopt a better attitude, even when we're in a nasty headspace, like take me for instance, I got bipolar. When I'm going through a depressive episode, but I clock on at work, maybe an hour late, but I, I showed up. Um, I adjust my attitude as much as I can. Where it's like, it's okay, I'm going to get through this because I'm giving myself no other option than to get through this. Because there's no honor in calling out when I'm not sick. There's no honor in taking a day off um, just because I felt depressed. That's my mind around it. Because I wouldn't feel good about myself if I did that. I would feel good about myself if I proved to myself I create evidence that I'm competent and capable even at my worst stages. Even at my worst self. Even at my worst times and moments. I'm going to prove to myself that I can do this. Uh, so that's one example of working on your mental health. is like adjusting your attitude seeing things in the best light possible not to be naive and ignoring the the bad things but focusing on the positive things in life having gratitude being kind to yourself and other people respecting yourself and other people loving yourself and other people like there's a lot of different simple things um that require a lot of effort in order for us to have good mental health to be a good mental version of ourselves um, and then physically, you know, <clears throat> I'm not really want to talk because I'm fat, right? But I'm working on things. And so what I'm doing is, you know, my, my mentor Drew bought me a, a book on 
nutrition, I've been reading it. I've also been uh, going online and looking at muscle building foods, testosterone building foods, making a list and sticking to that diet as well as getting in physical exercise. Now, I'm aiming for 100 push-ups a day, 100 leg raises, and 100 squats. Am I there yet? No, but I'm working towards it. While I also have four training days in the gym on specific machines for those days in order to, you know, be a better uh, physical version of myself. Healthy body, healthy mind, vice versa. Psychophysiological. And uh, I think that's the word for it. And then there's our financial self. You know, creating a budget and then sticking to it. Making sure money goes into savings. Making sure money goes towards bills. Making sure money towards goes our future. Making sure we have entertainment. And making sure that we have money for unexpected expenditures, right? Unexpected things we'll have to pay for. And also improving the income. Uh, whether we're getting a higher education, we're building a skill of some sort, we're getting a trade. Uh, we just want to, if we want more money, we can, there's avenues to do that. A lot of people choose entrepreneurship. A lot of people choose higher education. A lot of people choose trades. You know, it, there's a lot of different ways that we can have more income, but it requires work and study. And so when you're improving your mental health, your physical health, your financial health, you know, you're not going to be as worried about things because you're just focused on being the best you you can. So excellence is a good way uh, to stop worrying about things when you're excelling at, at being your best mental self, physical self, financial self. You know, you, you're working on your mental health and you're a more positive person. People want to be around you, so you expand your network. And then you're having all this fun. You're having a good time. You're being productive where you need to. You're having fun where you can, like me. And so it keeps you happy and stable most of the time. Enough to say all the time in a figurative sense. And then once you're improving your physical health with diet and exercise, uh, you, you know, you look better, you feel more confident, you feel more attractive, you build your sexual charisma, you know, you look better so people want to look at you longer, talk to you longer, spend more time with you, maybe even sleep with you. And, you know, yeah, there's just a lot of benefits that come from working on your physical self. And then for your financial self, you work on building a new income, you know, you're being responsible with the income you have. You know, when you solve your money problems, <laughs> that takes a lot of stress out of your life and there's not much to worry about. You're paying off your debts if you have any. For me, I don't have any. Uh, not yet. But yeah. Um, because when you're excelling, that's all you're focused on. You're not worried about other things, other less important things, with some exceptions, I'm sure. And then number four, my journaling system. So there's four journals and one binder. So there's five things total here. Number one, a mind dump journal. 
where you dump your mind onto the onto the paper. Doesn't matter if it makes sense or not. Doesn't matter if it's accurate or not. Doesn't matter if it's perfect or not. Doesn't matter if it feels good or not. You just write whatever's on your mind and it's clouding your mind. You can also use it simultaneously as a general journal, personal journal, personal professional journal, whatever. You're just dumping things that you want the journal to have for you so it doesn't have to take space in your mind. Second, gratitude journal. You want to take five minutes a day to write down three things you're grateful for. Or you, you could do what I did and buy the gratitude journal where it gives you instructions but even with that one or those kind, I recommend being specific. Like instead of writing down, I had, I'm grateful for my dinner, you could write instead, I'm grateful for my favorite dinner made by my mom that I love. You know, when you add things like that, it just boosts the happiness there. And then the third journal would be a relationships journal. For me, this is very useful. It's kind of like you have a bunch of dossiers on people that you're dealing with or you don't want to deal with. And so you just journal about your relationships, your problems, and also things you're grateful for about relationships, what you love about people, what you hate about people, etc., etc. Just anything and everything relationship-related, have it in a journal, and you can review it later like I do and see where you were right in reality and where you were wrong in reality. You know, even morally, ethically, right? Like, you can find out how insane you are as a person like I do. Um, there's a lot of different benefits that come with a relationships journal. And then the fourth one, the last journal, would be a diet and exercise journal. I find this very helpful. I, I, I don't just write down what I ate. I also write down the nutrition facts I can that came on the label if it had one. And um, I try to I try to calculate and budget like the nutrients that I'm getting, and this even goes for pre-workout supplements and post-workout supplements. And I also jot down my exercises, how many sets and reps I did of what exercise, and what has been improving things, because all that data sorted out in a journal helps me calculate how I can improve my weight loss and muscle building. Uh, techniques and get those kind of better, faster, stronger results. And then finally, the fifth one, it's a binder. It's a projects binder. You, you can do it however you want. For me, I have dividers for different sections of my hobbies, my studies, business ideas, charity ideas, Excuse me. There's a lot of different things that is going into this binder. And the purpose of the binder is to organize my success journey and my fulfillment journey as well. It's not just about the money, but it's also about like fulfilling, like doing things that I actually want to do, achieving things that I actually want to do before it's my time to go. Um, and having a binder hosting a business plan, SWOT analysis, marketing plan, sales plan, like all sorts of different things that are important instead of it just being cluttered on it, on my computer or even just in a folder on my computer or hard drive. It's all in the binder and I can take it with me wherever and I can print things out and use a hole puncher to incorporate them and just have all this important data 
Like, it's kind of like a business Bible in a sense. Uh, you know, I, and I can decorate however I want. I can print out quotes that stuck out to me from books I've read and put them in there for inspiration or maybe they're applicable to what I'm trying to do. And it, it's just a wonderful thing because then it doesn't have to be in my mind. Number three on how to stop worrying so much. Budget your life. So you take a spreadsheet, whether it's digital or not, and you chart from 80-year-old you every 10 years back to where you currently are. And in each decade, you go to where you currently are. You want what, you're, what you want your life to look like. And then the steps to that, and you just do that every decade you can even start from 80 year old you and work all the way to where you are now in fact that's probably the smarter way to do it start with 80 year old you what you want your life to look like at 80 years old assuming you live to be that age and you write the steps it takes to get there but in every decade write what you want that age that life of yours to look like then and figure out the steps to it that will help you know what to say yes to and what to say no to pretty frequently. You know, it will help you understand what opportunities are worthwhile to you because you'll be thinking of 80 year old you and you'll also realize what opportunities are not worthwhile to you. In fact, you should avoid because you're thinking of 80 year old you being that future focused, like having and having a solid idea of how to have a comfortable future to make 80-year-old you comfortable, happy, successful, and safe with what you're doing now, it gives you so much power, so much reassurance. And it will also make the things in your life that suck even more insignificant than they already are. Like, if you got written up at work or something, and you're like, yeah, this isn't going to matter years from now. Whatever. You know. Um, or, or say someone's mad at you about something, or you broke up with someone. It's like, you know, I wasn't meant to be with you anyway. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be with you. I'm thinking about 80-year-old me. You should have been a better person. You, we could have been 80-year-olds together. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it just gives you confidence and power and reassurance and helps you not stress about things that are insignificant. Budget your life. Number two, clean your environments. Your bedroom, your office, your kitchen, your living room, your bathroom, etc. All your environments. Uh, it, it goes without saying, I think, but I'll say it anyway. You know, wash and dry your clothes and your bedding, and then you make your bed, and then you use it as a workbench for cleaning your room. You fold all your clothes, and you actually put your clothes away, and then you have two empty hampers, one for dirty, one for clean. But you already did all your laundry. You already folded them. You already put them away. You already made your bed. You're like halfway done. And then all you have to do 
is do a monthly purge. For me, it's monthly as a minimalist. For the things I do not use, I do not care about, and do not bring me value, I either sell them, give them away, or throw them away. It's that simple. And by the way, you're not going to miss any of those things. I don't even remember any of them. You're not going to miss them. You know, you might see the utility in it when you're looking at it or holding it. It's like, oh, gee, I don't know. I could use this. Maybe I'll use it in the future. Quit lying to yourself. Purge it. By whatever means, purge it. And then for the things that remain that you actually care about, you use, they bring you value, properly organize them in your room. Maybe buy a shelf to make it make the room look better. You know? Just have what you need, use, and care about. It's really that simple. And when you have a clean room, it's easier to go to bed. And when when you wake up in a clean room, everything is so much better. And your mind is more clear. I do believe, um, whether it's pseudoscience or not, I do believe that the your, your the quality of your room and the quality of your car will say something about you, at least in some cases. Maybe not most, maybe not least, but some amount of the time. Depends on a lot of different things. However... Actually, before I get there, I do believe a woman's purse is just as clean as her car at all times. I, I, I think that might be true. Just a little funny theory I had to throw in there. But anyway, um, I will say that having having a clean room just feels good. And it's good for your mind. And let's be honest. like If your room is messy, it means you're using it. If your desk is messy, it means you're using it. So there's no shame in a mess. You just got to clean it up regularly. I clean my room weekly, but I purge monthly, just, just to be clear. And, I mean, I also clean more than weekly a little bit. I wouldn't say daily, but, you know, like if I notice I left a dish in my room, I quickly go take it out when I notice it. You know, just things like that, just cleaning up periodically. Uh, but definitely there's one day a week that it's usually Sunday, whether it's a work night or not, that I choose to, whether it's a day off or not, that I choose to just fully clean my room, vacuum and everything. Um, but now we're down to number one, the number one tip for not worrying, to stop worrying. It'll work out. <laughs> Maybe not in our favor, maybe not for the better, but things always have an outcome. And we just got to deal with the outcome no matter what it is. May not be ideal, may not be what we wanted, maybe not, maybe not what we needed, but it worked out. Because the process of it getting there may have been stressful, but it doesn't have to be. If we go, look, I did everything I could. I did everything I thought saying could. It'll work out. And then just go back to watching Breaking Bad or whatever. It'll work out. And even if it's not desirable circumstances, I'm going to make do with it. It'll work out. 
So yeah, those are my top five ways that I stop worrying. And and that's why I'm not worried. That's why I'm most of the time happy and stable, calm, cool, icy, and relaxed. And laid back. Nothing stressing me out. I got my life figured out and this is how I do it. Or these are the top five ways that I do it. This is why I hardly ever complain. It's not that I don't have things to work on. It's just, you know what? I'm taking it one day at a time. And I trust that things will work out because they do. Everything has a conclusion. Everything has an end. Everything has an outcome. And we'll deal with it when we get there. We'll deal with what it is for what it is. And we'll just move forward. And I thought that'd be worthwhile to share with the rest of the world. I thought it'd be worthwhile to share it on a podcast. I thought it'd be worthwhile to live stream it. I've never live streamed a podcast episode before, but I'm glad I did. It was a lot of fun. And I hope you enjoyed this. Peace out.